Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plus, and with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 267. We are powering through the 200s here. Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show and a very special thanks again to Tom Davies and uh, Jonathan Kay from Loft for joining us and giving us some tremendous insight uh, off of the back of the um, Tracy Crouch report that was released uh, recently and we had Niall Cooper from Fair Game UK on the week before so we've had some really really interesting insightful and informative podcasts which I never thought I'd hear us saying that uh, but there you go this week we've got a couple of cup matches uh, to review we're going to briefly go over uh, the MK Dons one a much more enjoyable one from yesterday as we sit here and record on Sunday night we've got a bit of news from the week to catch you up on and loads and loads of views so uh, let's just crack on and we always start with a word from our podcast sponsor yep so let's do it so our podcast sponsor is HF Plastering who are an Essex based plastering rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work specialising in silicone colour render systems and the best part is they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff as I'm sure you all know this one by now so for more information and for the best plastering and rendering prices anywhere around you can go and get these from AGF Plastering's website at www.agfplastering.co.uk or if you want to email Adam and the team you can do at agfplastering at outlook.com if you're on social media you can look at some fine examples of the team's work they're on Instagram and Facebook under AGF Plastering and you can find Adam himself on Twitter at Big Ads with a Z L O F C. So once again, AGF Plastering, proudly podcast sponsors. Pleasure working with them and they yep. do you a great deal. Yeah, and they did a great job on my house as well. Very, very happy with that. So supporters club update for you here. Tranmere Rovers away on Saturday the 18th of December. That's going to cost you 38 quid uh, if you're an adult. 35 quid for concessions and kids under 16 cost £19. Coaches for this depart from the supporters club at half past eight. The trip um, does not include your match day ticket as if we should have to remind you of that but just in case we do I uh, didn't want you to get caught out there you can book in the supporters club we've got two home games coming up uh, in well this coming week as you guys will be listening to this so you can go into the supporters club and you can book in there or if you're not going to be able to go but want to uh, go to the supporters club but want to go on these trips you can call 07507 539579 Nicely done. So quite a bit of AOB this week. So first up, as you all probably know, the Prediction League is sponsored by Carol Langley and they have introduced a monthly prize draw uh, for the people who get the most points from each match. So the November prize draw was made earlier and we are delighted to announce the winner for November is at Oliver Melman. So well done, Oliver. Uh, Oliver wins a mini Christmas hamper, which is a great price. So thank you to John and the team at Carol Langley yeah. for sorting that out. They'll be in contact with you, Oliver, shortly. Uh, uh, they'll send you a DM on Twitter. So like we said, all you have to do to get uh, into this competition is get a correct prediction and get the most points from each match. So Oliver did, and Oliver's won a mini Christmas hamper. And lots of them, um, yeah. there was about quite a few candidates for this one. 
So, yeah, keep mm. predicting. And obviously, we'll speak about the Prediction League a bit later on in the podcast. Absolutely. Just as a reminder, uh, Jonathan and Tom mentioned it last week. But just to remind you, in this upcoming week, Loft are holding their annual general meeting. It's happening this Wednesday, the 8th of December at half past seven. It's a virtual meeting, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. The guest speaker is Orient legend Dean Cox. Members can sign up by email to, uh, you need to email secretary at leytonorientfanstrust.com. Many O's, uh, and any O's fan is welcome to join Loft. Minimum donation is a pound. And if you just go to www.leytonorientfantrust.com, you can register yourselves there. So just to be clear on that, everyone and anyone is welcome, regardless, as Jonathan said, what your views are on Loft, uh, you're still welcome to uh, to attend. you just got to sign up if you're not a member and it just costs you a quid as a minimum. Yeah, great stuff. And that's not the only uh, big uh, event for Leighton Orient fans this week. That's followed the day after by the Leighton Orient Fans Forum. Again, this is going to be a virtual event. This follows on Thursday the 9th of December. The club are keen to hear from all members of the Orient community, especially the LGBTQ and disabled fans. So for full details of how to attend, you just have to go on the club's website. There's a description there. And you can be there on Thursday virtually speaking to everyone from Martin Ling to Nigel Travis to Kent Heath to mm. Danny Macklin. There'll be quite a few board members on, fellow fans. And the last couple of years have been a great insight into the football yeah. club. We well worth uh, joining if you can. So that's this Thursday, 9th of December. Yeah, I think just to save some time, I don't think they're going to want to talk about scoreboards or Bovril Cups, uh, Lids. <laughs> so uh, we can probably put those to bed. So let's move on then with the week that was then. Happy Monday, the 29th of November. Four years ago to that very day, the late and great Justin Edinburgh signed for Leighton Orient and a new chapter in our history was about to be written. Amazing day. That was a Thursday. I remember. We had Solihull on the Saturday. I remember that. I remember that I clearly. Well. Yeah, great day that one. To Huawei Tuesday, then the 30th of November. Young O, Antonio Clements turned 17. So happy birthday, Antonio. Absolutely. The main event of the day, though, was the MK Dons Papa John's trophy match, which kicked off at 7 o'clock. Team was announced at 6 o'clock with uh, Reese Burning Goal, Archibald Mitchell Thompson, Happy Wood. Young, Kiprianu, Nakruma, Omatoi and Sotiriu with substitutes uh, for this one. Vigaru, James, Ogie, Beckles, Prattley, Tanga and Smith. Yeah, so for me, I like that team. That's a good uh, blend of youth and experience. Mm-hmm. Great to see Adam Thompson starting. Him getting like 90 minutes on his belt can't be underestimated. You've got players like Dan Happy, which is great to see. Uh, Satiriu, Wood. who probably haven't played as much football as what they would have hoped. Mm. And also Dan Nkrumo, who's been in fantastic form for the youth team. So I saw that. Yeah, I was happy as lively with that one. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you knew that Kenny Jacket was going to mix things up. So it's good to see how... It would be good to see how some of the uh, youngsters get on and how they mix it. And also giving the fringe players an opportunity mm. to try and force their way into his plans for Saturday's game. Interesting in a good way that Happy's made captain when you've also got Thompson yeah, playing too. So, you know, he obviously clearly rates Dan Happy to an extent. He's just obviously being kept out by Shadogi at the yeah. moment. So, yeah, it, it's and it's good for him to, to, to get those minutes as well. Really good. So a few views came in when that team was announced. Billy Carroll GB got the ball rolling. So it's still using a failing back five. When will Kenny Jacket learn? Or into ears said, Wholes- wholesale changes to be expected. 
gives the regulars a rest and fringe players minutes in the tank. Really pleased to see Adam Thompson start and dare I say it, Archibald actually playing forward. Yeah, obviously Archibald didn't uh, play no. up the pitch. Len Chin Chin won, said this will be a hard game to win. MK Dons are in playoff places in League One. I think mm. we are fielding a weaker team tonight which will struggle to win this match. The team appears to be almost experimental. Hope I am wrong. And Grunt the Post, the last one on this from him, said, good to see Wood and Archibald playing together. Again, I think the assumption, assumption was Archibald would be playing further up the pitch. He actually started the game right wing back. He did. Didn't he? So, took us all by surprise. So, as this is the Papa John's trophy, we're going to cover this game very briefly. So, it kicked off on a cold night at Brisbane Road. Adam Thompson was booked for a late challenge in the third minute. Daniel Nkrumah forced Ravizzoli into a good save in the ninth minute. And Muriel Satui was so unlucky as his shot hit the crossbar in the 23rd minute. He went close again in the 33rd minute as he hit the side netting. And Theo Archibald went close in the 44th minute as his shot went wide as the first half finished goalless. Yeah, attendance was 990 in total with 190 uh, travel uh, travelling fans. And the second half kicked off, no subs for the O's. But with the first 15 minutes of the half quite quiet, Kenny Jackett decided to make a change, bringing on Jeff Tanga and Tyrese Omatoy. And in the 75th minute, Dan Happy had a header tipped over the bar by Ravitzoli. Yeah, Omatoy, he's not really done much in the opportunity. Very he's, disappointing. He's had so far anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he'll stay past January, given that he's not not had the impact, mm. arguably, that probably either we were expecting or that he would like or both. Yeah, see what happens with that Shame. one. Shame, yeah. yeah. That, so we went close again in the seven in the eighty six minutes. Sorry, it was Matt Young who was having a very good game actually. I think we had a few tweets about Matt Young coming up. He clipped the ball into the path for Harry Smith. He found the ball just wide of the post. Yeah, both teams went even closer as the minutes ticked by. In the eighty eighth minute, Adam Thompson headed a corner across goal. Harry Smith got his head to the ball to direct it goalwards, but it's headed back off of the line in the ninetieth minute. An effort from MK Dons was deflected off Dan Happy. And somehow, Reesburn reacted to tip the ball onto the bar and eventually the ball was cleared. We were so unlucky with that Harry Smith header, which was goal cleared off the line. But that Reesburn save was like incredible. Like Has he done that? Yeah. Falling backwards and outstretched his hand. Well done, uh, young Reese. That wasn't the end, though, of the drama. As Troy Parrott and Theo Archibald had a coming together with the referee showing Parrott a red card as three minutes of additional time rewarded and played out with the game finishing goalless and going to penalties to decide the winner. Theo Archibald loves a wind-up, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> we said this yesterday, uh, yeah. didn't we? We said it. That is, you know, he, he kind of straddles that line of, like, getting a booking uh, yeah. but never actually gets one. He's the housery of the side, and, and I quite like it, actually. I wouldn't want it done against us, but so I'm pleased that he's with yeah. us. Um, but it could end up, it could go wrong for him one time, so he needs to be, <laughs> does need to be careful, but it is funny. Uh, so we moved to penalties straight from the 90, from the 90 minutes. Ruel stepped up for the first O's uh, penalty. Unfortunately, uh, he hit high and wide on that one. And although Tom James, Harry Smith, Theo and Dan Happy scored their penalties, MK Dons, unfortunately, obviously, as you know this by now, scored all five of theirs. Winning the penalty shootout 5-4 and they went through to the next round, meaning we're eliminated from the Papa John's yeah. trophy competition. So Kenny Jackett uh, was interviewed after the match. He spoke to David. We're not going to play it or quote it. It's on YouTube, so we presume everyone's seen that. If you haven't, go on YouTube. Kenny was quite... Um, Critical of Varel, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, of Varel, but in quite complimentary of others in the team for getting 90 minutes. He was quite happy with the performance. And I think as 
Warrant fans, we all know what happens when Orient go to penalties nine times out of That's ten. Right, okay. But yeah, good interview though, if you haven't seen it. So Beard Lujande, your views on MK Dons? Yeah, no problem with the result really. Um yeah, Theo Archibald on the right, that's a new one. Yeah. Uh kid can't catch a break. But I guess from Kenny's point of view, he wants Theo on the pitch at any yeah. at any cost. So it's better to have him on there because if he bursts forwards from left back, right back or wherever he's playing it's just having that energy and that skill and that level of quality on the pitch. Um, so I get that. It's like having an attacking player in defence. It's like you've got an extra mm. extra attacker. Um, seems like we had enough chances to put this uh, this game to bed before penalties um, even struck. It wasn't meant to be. Brave of Ruel to put himself forward and take a penalty. He did it against QPR. Uh, it's, it's brave. It is brave. There's no question. But as a striker... Uh, and as a young man that is, you, you, I don't know him that well, but usually full of confidence, um, I would have expected him, and he needs to be scoring those. At least, if the goalkeeper saves it, that's bad yeah, luck. But to not get it on target, for me, I don't think it's particularly forgivable. But again, like not overly fussed about this competition. You know, the, the, the league and the FA Cup are the two sort of main priorities in my yeah. mind's eye. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. No, no tears spilt over this one. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you, I think we gave a good account of ourselves. Mm. We didn't get battered. We had the better chances over the 90 minutes. I think Kenny was happy with the performance. I think it was a good workout for the players. And MK Dons, I think, a bit stronger than what I realised, actually, in terms of how well they're doing yeah. in League One. They got a good little team. So, I think there's lots of positives to take from this one. Adam Thompson getting 90 minutes and not breaking down. Match time for squad players. Good experience for those youth players, those younger players. Reese Byrne literally kept four out of four clean sheets in the EFL trophy. That's a great stat for that keeper to have. That'll make him full of confidence if Vigoru ever gets injured in a game and he has to come on. He won't be shy of confidence. But like I said, once Orient goes to penalties, we know the drill, unfortunately. Like I said to tell you, as long as... You, I think we've said this numerous times. I don't mind players missing penalties as long as they're hitting the target and making the keeper work. It's yes. when he takes a very similar penalty to the one against QPR because they're quite similar where he That's kind right. of smashes it. He's gone for power over precision. He kind of rushes mm-hmm. it. He kind of just doesn't really take his time and just goes a bit mad hatter at it and doesn't hit the target. So hopefully after the match, Kenny and Joe put their arms around the and go, come on, mate, and they'll get them on the training ground practicing them even more as you'd imagine that would happen. And obviously Matt Harold. You'd imagine we'd take him under his wing and go, right, we're practising today. But disappointing, but not the end of the world, like we said. Yeah. Big, bigger fish to fry. Although it would have been nice, but you know, it's done, dusted. Yeah, out. for another year, but that's yeah. fine. So those were our views, uh, short and sweet this week. A huge amount of feedback came in after this match, as always, as it always does. So thanks to everyone who took the time to message our social media accounts, which, as you know by now, are sponsored by Town & Country, Hearts & Essex Estate Agents. They're at Hearts Town and at Charlie underscore Paul, C-H-A-R-L-I-E underscore P-O-O-L-E. They are the two main accounts. If you're looking to sell your property, wherever it is located, I see that they cover sort of Essex broadly, uh, Hertfordshire as well. Um, so if you're looking to sell your home, rent your property, they are the uh, uh, company for you. And again, we're going to try and read out as many tweets as we possibly can. And just because we read them, it doesn't mean we agree with them. I think Charlie had a blinder, I think, on Friday. I think he sold two houses by like midday. Yeah. He was going for the hat Over trick. the asking price, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done, Mr. So Paul. So yeah. that, ta- that takes some doing as well, because, yes, there's high demand for property, but 
you got to price it yeah. right. You got to do your job properly. And and speaking to um, Charlie and his colleague uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, they're impressive what they do. Um, or meat pie uh, got it underway this week. Yeah, he did. He said I was impressed with us. I like Krumer, and great to see Adam Thompson back playing ninety minutes. Thought our keeper was excellent, very respectable against a really good League One side. Good I think that's right, yeah. yeah. I don't know that they made wholesale changes, mm. but they made a few, but yeah. they're still good quality side. Mr Stanley, 24, new account for me there. Weren't a bad performance, and I'm not too disappointed to be out of the Pizza Hut tro- Pizza Hut trophy and onto a proper cup on Saturday. Hopefully, take the momentum onto that one and get a nice little cup run going. Yeah, Molly Folly, 2019. Cheeky. It's the same old penalty story, as predictable as watching England. Impressed with the youngsters, though, especially young. Seems to have a lot more about him than Hector, in my view, as he can pick a forward pass. Yeah. Very promising. As we saw yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Paul underscore Warhouse said, I might have played Sargent. He needs game time too. It's a great point, actually. Sam Sargent not getting any time at all. I mean, it'd be harsh on Reese, but equally, Sam being slightly more senior. I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, they meant Kenny mentioned Sargent in his post-match comments from Tuesday. Trying to get him out. Said they're looking to get him out on loan again. So I don't think you'll be seeing Sergeant anytime soon, Paul. Unless one of the keepers gets injured. Uh, Mark Ros 07487103 said, more positives and negatives. But these kids are miles off being able to have an impact on a team looking to go up. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, Richard J. Bourne said, it's a shame to get knocked out. Credit to Reese Byrne in the cup run, who did us proud. It's all about the FA Cup, though. That's the important one. See off Tranmere and get a big club next round. Yeah, if we, if we were told going into this podcast that we're going to win one and lose one, we all would have said, well, let's go out and live. Papa John's yeah. and let's go forward in the FA Cup. What's happened is the right way around. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Tip Tool tweeted us and said, so to you, two penalties in cup competitions this season two misses yet he squeezed an impossible <laughs> shot in yeah. against Forest Green it's so true yeah how he he had yeah. no right to score that great but tweet, he did yeah. yeah so true went on to say his game is all about instinct mood it, exactly I think was. he is yeah. he is he, that's what he is it's just under the pressure no time to think he just does it naturally great point tip tool run and ref with GC tweeted and said shame about the result but maybe for the best as we're starting to pick up more injuries and suspensions so these extra gains might have served their purpose a good display by the squad in a game we definitely shaded but didn't quite do enough to get the result in 90 minutes that's a good tweet there. Yeah, good tweet and thank you for your DM earlier in the week thank you uh, Grant messaged us yeah. thanks for your DM earlier in the week Grant Adam Reese too had the penultimate tweet uh, from MK Dons he said got to be pleased with this fringe and young players played well think we were the better side but we know how it goes when it goes to penalties yeah and the final word on this game goes to Orient Fan TV who said a decent performance against a League One team that created very few chances those people getting on Ruel's back please don't we or they win as a team and lose as a team good to see Thompson get 90 minutes in we could have even won late on too. FA Cup next. Let's get to the third round. Yeah, so those were all tweets that came into us at Orient's Outlook following the MK Dons match. So thank you to everyone who sent us those tweets. So moving on into the Carol Langley <laughs> Flores Prediction League update. So hopefully, as you know by now, our sponsors, Carol Langley, they're an established local business in Chinkford, East London. They specialise in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. And they've got a beautiful range of Christmas trees as well. So they can do weddings, events, anything you like. So if you want to get in touch with John and the team, you can get uh, uh, blur, get in touch with them on Twitter. I'm going too fast here. I'm getting too excited talking about <laughs> Carol Langley. So you can get in touch with John and the team on Twitter at Carol Langley 
Uh, Carol Langley E4. That's a bit of an eye burner when you look at it uh, on an iPad. Or at Essex Biz. So we've retweeted a few of their tweets um, lately as well. So if you can't understand what I'm saying, because I can barely speak for some reason this evening, go on our Twitter feed, have a look. But they are a great company uh, to work for and given our prediction league winners some great monthly prizes. But, however, on Tuesday night, there were no correct predictions. Everyone had like one new Orient or two on Orient. There were very few MK Dons and none uh, say nil-nil and MK Dons Someone on penalties. Someone correct nil-nil, didn't Someone they? said nil-nil. But... I think Orient Liam said nil-nil, but Orient were going to win 3-0 on penalties. But, you know, you've got to be 100% right to get any points in this league, unfortunately. Tough. That's the way we roll. Integrity is <laughs> prime. So, no news to report about on Wednesday or Thursday. So, Wednesday was the 1st and Thursday was the 2nd of December. So, we move on to Friday the 3rd. Yeah, only one piece of news from this day is title-winning former O's midfielder Charlie Lee announced his retirement from football. So, we all love Charlie and we wish him well for the future. Great servant for Orient. Not here for long, but when he was here, part of that title-winning team. Never be forgotten instrumental and influential yeah in not just on the pitch but also in the, in the locker in the changing rooms as well apparently he, was, he is quite a character so um, it's uh, he, he played his part massively there so let's move on then to Saturday the 4th of, De- uh, 4th of December happy 20th birthday to young O Jaden Sweeney currently on loan um, at Wildstone uh, yeah yeah I hope you had a good one Jaden so uh, the young O's in the morning they were away at Wimbledon had a dream start they went 1-0 up in the first minute thanks to a goal from Charlie Pegram they went 2-0 up in the seventh minute through a goal from Caroma they were 2-0 up at half time Wimbledon however pulled a goal back in the 58th minute then they scored three goals in the last 10 minutes to win the game 4-2 and defeat uh, young men so unlucky there to the Yungos. Absolutely. Main event of the day, though, was Tranmere Rovers at home in the FA Cup second round proper. Before the game, on the Thursday before the game, we always run a Twitter poll to find out how you think we're going to get on in this one. And we had 206 votes in 24 hours. 19% thought we were going to lose. 22% thought we were going to draw. And a whopping 59%. And overall, clear majority thought we were going to win this one. So thanks to everyone who took the time to cast their vote. Yeah, so at two o'clock, the lineup for our first of two meetings this month with Tranmere. Uh, so we've got them again in two, two weeks. weeks. So yeah. the team was announced with Vigaru in goal. Back, Tom James, Adam Thompson, Omar Beckles, Shad Ogie and Theo Archibald, midfielder Craig Clay and Hector Kiprianu with Dan Kemp playing the number 10 role with Aaron Drynan and Harry Smith up top. Nine subs in this one in the FA Cup. Mm. So we had Sargent on the bench along with Byrne, Wood, Happy, Prattley, Young, Papadopoulos, Omotoyi and Royal Soturio. Yeah, that meant that Craig Clay came back into the team after and after his injury and Adam Thompson started again in place of the cup-tied Alex Mitchell. For you, views on that? Yeah, again, very strong team. No real surprises from me. I think we learned from the first round that Kenny is going to play the strongest team in the FA Cup, available to him. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised, although we thought Kiprianu was suspended for picking up his fifth booking, but transpires that he wasn't, obviously, as he gets announced to start the match. Um, yes, because the... Um, it did, it the, carried the, the over. Cap, the yeah, cap the is now gone. 10, yeah. not 5, so thankfully he's all right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good to see him in the lineup Again, the strongest possible side... With the usual exclusions, and everyone will know what I mean when I say usual exclusions. Paul Smith, K 
Callum Riley. Who? Exactly. 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 Um, for me, yeah, I agree about Hector. Good to see Clay back and also pleased I get to get a look at Adam Thompson. Uh, seen obviously little to nothing of him before he um, yeah. broke his leg. So, yeah, no, really pleased to see him back. And, and he got pretty much, I think he got 90 minutes on Tuesday. So hopefully it's yeah. not too much punishment on his body. Um, to do two games in a week, having just come back, but it would it would do his body. Yeah, there was a well. point where I can't remember what it was, but mm. I think someone asked us who number six is. Like he done something, me. and I was like, I don't know. I, was like, I don't think we've got a number six because I'm because I'm it not used because I'm not used to seeing. Well, was it? Yeah, 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 I was like, I don't know who number six. Is. We were I, watching. I it. don't. I don't remember <laughs> number six ever playing for us this season. But yeah, it's great to have Adam Adam Thomason back. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there and went, who's number six who plays number six? Like, we ain't got a number six, mate. Like, <laughs> so lots of tweets came in to us. Oh, at and to, we do a podcast. I know, it's ridiculous. Well. It's shameful. It's ridiculous. So we had a few tweets come in when the team was announced that East Ang Dave started it and said, I want an recruitment to be in the squad today. Yeah, it would have been nice for him to to get an FA Cup start, but uh, obviously Kenny, no disrespect to Dan, but yeah. he takes it seriously in its strongest team always. Uh, Rob MCC sixty eight. Why two keepers on the bench? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, that didn't get asked to Joe um, yesterday, unless it did, and I missed it because you could have had, I guess, in, in groomers when you look at it and goes, he's unlucky not to be on the bench. Started on Tuesday mm. would be a good experience for him because mm. you'd have to be very unlucky to get two injuries to a keeper to need two subs on the but bench but I guess but it's either that or have no one on it but well, then he played much. it but then he could he played in the morning so it depends I on imagine not that's upsetting why. the balance of the, the youth team in the morning for the sake of him yeah. just coming and sitting on the bench yeah I imagine that's what it was yeah. JD underscore 23 so two keepers on the bench getting Krumah can't get on it makes no sense yeah Wilco 300 said strong side looks like Clay's dislodged Prattley as a starter yeah, I would say it's more Kiprian who's dis- dislodged Prattley as a starter. Yeah, I agree. Either way, Prattley is now normal on the bench. That's team the expectancy. Cap- team captain, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gorilla's 1985. So it's nine subs, and our bench still looks weak. Glad <laughs> Kiprian was not suspended, and glad Clay is fit. Yeah, good tweet there, Lee. So the match kicked off on a cold but sunny afternoon in E10. We had our first effort at goal in the third minute. After some good build-up play, saw the ball played out into the right channel. Aaron Drynan picked up the ball. His cross found Tom James, whose shot was saved out for a corner. Yeah, 12th minute in, Chad Ogie was in the right place, right time to prevent Nicky Maynard shooting after he was played through. Chad was doing well against good Nicky tackle, Maynard. Right? Nicky Maynard experienced, Tricky. Not, not the biggest physical player, but a bit like Lisby, like he's got the know-how to get that ball in and out, so Chad was having a good game against him. Yeah, that was a really good tackle, that, because otherwise I think that would have been 1-0 Tranmere had Nicky Maynard yeah. have uh, not been stopped there. 21 minutes into the game, we took the lead. Craig Clay, obviously, as you've probably seen on the highlights by now, but I love talking about this. Craig Clay made a superb tackle, recovery tackle, deep in our half. We won the ball back. Eventually, Hector picked the ball up, drove forward and made an outstanding uh, defence splitting pass, which found Harry Smith out on the left and he coolly slotted the shot into the bottom left corner, past the keeper to make it 1-0 to the Orient. Very nice goal. Can't talk highly enough of that. Yeah, really nice goal. Great run from Hector. Drives forward. I mean, admittedly, the tram in midfield is non-existent. Yeah, Hector still got to drive it forward. Yep. And still got to make pass. the right decision. Really clever run mm. from Harry Smith. That I think probably goes a bit under the radar. Really clever run. Stays on side. Great ball. Good finish. Terrible from Tramir, but that's not my problem. No. Great goal. Loved it. Yeah. And it's good to see us capitalising on poor performances. 
because arguably in the past we've mm. kind of lowered our standard to that and been equally yeah. poor. But actually, no, that's not happening now. We doubled our lead in the 35th minute following a Tom James corner that came to Drynan at the back post. He crossed the ball uh, on the floor, back across, and Omar Beckles got ahead of his marker to sidefoot the ball into the net from close range to make it 2-0. Yeah, Beckles getting another goal. Nice mm-hmm. goal, very simple. I think yeah. once we went one up, Trammy seemed to like go into themselves and that gave us the emphasis to push forward. So when that came, I wasn't really surprised. <coughs> I was kind of expecting that one to come. Good to see Beckles get a goal. And at that point, you're thinking, it's game over. Yeah. Like already, you're thinking, they're not going to come back here. Tranmere, I mean, this wasn't a good... Like, we've scored two goals. That wasn't a good half... I mean, I know we're not done particularly yet. Uh, well, we pretty much are, actually, <laughs> uh, looking at our notes. But that wasn't a good game of football, particularly. We capitalised. I don't know what their problem was, whether they'd made some changes and it wasn't working, or there were some problems in their camp, or I don't really care. But I was expecting better, from a harder game from Tranmere. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, you can only beat what's in front of you I guess as the old podcast saying goes we were two up <laughs> nothing else of note in the first half to talk about the ref blew up with the O's 2-0 up so the attendance was announced at 3,248 with 417 away fans making the journey that's not bad no Cold day horrible day yeah all squashed into the west and the south stand and the uh, the away fans <laughs> in the <laughs> In, the, in in their position in the east, Do you know what? Um, the south felt quite busy. Like yeah. it was nice, it was good, and it was nice to see some faces who I don't normally see in the south. Yeah, agree. being in the south, singing along in the south, and having a good time in 100%. the south stand. Hundred percent. Not to, not to disrespect other stands, but I don't think you have that kind of atmosphere in other stands. It felt like a normal game in the south stand, even yeah. though when you looked across the pitch and the north stand was empty and the home end of the east stand was empty, it felt like a normal good loud, vibrant atmosphere in the South Stand. Yeah, great. yeah, loved it, absolutely. And yeah, I, I, I literally you took the words out of my mouth. It was nice to see faith, familiar faces yeah. that don't normally sit in, in yeah. the South. Uh, so there weren't any changes for us at half-time and just four minutes in, Harry Smith had the ball in the back of the net but the linesman, unfortunately, had his flag raised he for offside. He finished that beautifully, he Harry did. Smith. That was really unfortunate that it didn't So stand. full of confidence, that guy, at the moment. You could just tell, like, in his mannerisms, his body language, the way he's talking to his teammates, his first touches, the way he's going up for headers. Absolutely, so impressed with Harry Smith. It's, it's beyond true. And I remember four months ago what we were saying about him signing, who? his record on paper, who? it was like, what's this? Yeah, who is this? Well, yeah. and him and Drynan. Like, we'll, this will probably be a reoccurring theme this season. They're both in double-digit figures. Already. They're not at Christmas yet. Um, and here we are talking about, there we were, sorry, at the point of signing, Look at their records, they're, they're yeah. appalling. But like we said at the time, don't judge them until they've played in an yeah. orange shirt. Now look. Yeah, absolutely. Problems you love to see. Absolutely. Craig Clay. A problem we didn't love to see was Craig down. Craig De Clay, he went down in the 51st minute. He got up, it was okay to carry on. Four minutes later though, went down again and he came off for Pratzinho, Dan yeah. Prattley who came on the pitch. Yeah, so hopefully that's not long-term or serious. Yeah. Uh, 57 minutes on the clock. Finally, the O's have won a penalty. Aaron Drynan's cross hit the arm of Clark, who couldn't do anything about it, and the ref, after some deliberation with the yeah. linesman, pointed to the spot. I thought it was a little harsh. I think it's very harsh on that play. But I love it. I when, don't care. I love it when we get penalties like that. I his thought... arm was... I See, Chris behind us thought his arm was raised. I thought his arm was down by his side. When I looked, his arm was low. I didn't think he could get his arm out of the right, way. Same here, same here. Things you love to see. If that goes against Adam Thompson or Beckles, we're sitting here moaning, going, Screaming. the referee's terrible. Yeah. But when it was for us, we're all happy. Yeah. But again, I think 
another thing to point out is before that pass is played through to Drynan, Drynan's run is amazing. Like I didn't pick up on it. I only picked up on it watching the highlights again. Like we're going forward, Drynan peels off his man and just makes a bomb to like the wing and doesn't get picked up. The runs that Smith and Drynan were doing were just causing havoc against Peter Clark, who's like a thirty-seven-year-old veteran. They couldn't handle the runs off the ball mm. that we were doing. So, yeah, fantastic for me. So. We saw a penalty at the South Stand, I think, for the first time since the Northampton game about two and a half years ago, where oh, Josh Wright memory. scored it. Good memory. When you sent me a video of it, I, I think that might have been, uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's not that video of his penalty from behind Your the goal yeah. is is on our social media channel, so you can go and have a look at that. He stepped up, very confident. You never thought he was going to miss, so I didn't. He, he looked like he was going to score it, smacked it down the middle, 3-0, game over, trying to get to the length of the season, job done. Yeah. Good penalty, that. Yeah. Very good penalty. So, 68 minutes now. Second Orient substitution. Dan Kemp was replaced by Matt Young. Impressive. I like that, I like that sub. He had a good game on Tuesday, Matt Young. Game's done at 3-0, so there's no pressure on him, yeah. really. to He's not going to change the result of the match. It just gives him a good 25 minutes on the pitch. So, yeah, no complaints really for that one. So, let's go to the 77th minute. Good build-up play. So, Aaron Dryden's cross. Met by Harry Smith's head, but he couldn't get the ball on target. Tranmere had the ball in the net in the 81st minute, but the linesman had his flag up. Yeah, I mean, that was, if you're a Tranmere fan, you're like, this is just done now. Not going my way. No. And in that day, it was going to get even worse two minutes later, as it was game, set, match. 83rd minute, pacey counter-attack was led by Aaron Dryden. He passed the ball to Hector Kipriano on the right. Kipriano looked up, put a peach of a pass into the middle, across the back post. Harry Smith was sliding in, 4-0, Bang, there you go, there's your icing, there's your cake. Not the first time we've seen an Orient counter-attack finish like that No. this season. Superb. Hopefully won't be the last. Kiprianu adding to his game now, making those forward runs, getting forward, putting putting that one on a plate for Harry Smith. Yeah. He isn't going to miss those, brilliant. He's looking dangerous, Hector. More looking dangerous. very, very dangerous. Um, and I think a good thing about that is that's we've said that when he plays alongside Prattley, he doesn't really do it much, and that's no. what brings out the best from Clay. But obviously at that point yesterday, he's on the pitch alongside Prattley. So he's got an assist with Prattley in the team as well. So it's a good point. Yeah, things you love to see. Yeah, Dan Happy came on a minute later. He replaced Shad Ogie. Good yeah. good to see Dan get some minutes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Not a bad week for Dan Happy. Obviously yeah. kept a clean sheet, even though we went out. He keeps a clean sheet, he scores a penalty and he gets on the pitch in the FA Cup. So a great headache good for Kenny Jacket to have. Anyone who's sitting there going, we haven't got strength and depth. Well, I think that's hard. Well, it's always nice to have more and more players. But you look at centre-backs who... Didn't play in that starting eleven yesterday. Got Alex Mitchell, who obviously didn't play because he's cup tied. Got Dan Happy, and you've got three actual centre backs playing in Ogie Beckles, um, and Thompson. So amazing. Question got is, five centre backs, yeah. all good, reliable centre backs. Mm. Only three of them can play, mm. and then to accommodate Theo Archibald, who can't get in the team where he should be in the team, you're playing him at left wing back. Hmm. Over, got, over Connor Wood who's, who's a left wing back you've got Tom James who's never going to get dislodged because get dislodged, I imagine he's in the form of his life having a great time hmm. in the centre you've got Kipriano who somehow the last two or three weeks is coming alive getting hmm. hit in the bar from weird angles when he's making forward runs getting two assists yesterday and then up front Dryden and Smith who can't stop scoring amazing time to be an Orient fan hmm. amazing absolutely time. yeah and, and it's that where Clay sits deep Hector can then yeah. run forwards and, and get involved knowing that we're not going to get caught out. Happy days. Happy days. Not much more left to talk about in this one. Four minutes of time were added on. Nothing more to mention. The referee brought the half to a close as the O's progressed to the third round of the FA Cup 
for the first time in seven years. So Joe Gannon spoke to Dave Victor yesterday. We're just going to play a clip actually uh, about an injury update that uh, Joe Gannon spoke about, which was quite interesting. So here's a little snippet of Joe Gannon talking to Dave Victor, mainly about Paul Smith. But Paul will be, you know, Paul's a disappointment really for us so far this season. Very frustrating with Paul. And uh, what we need to do with Paul is he's picked up a very slight hamstring injury. and um, But it's his third one. And uh, we need to give him some time to not only recover from that, but we need to give him some time to uh, rebuild his fitness. I wouldn't call it a mini pre-season, but teetering on quite a lot of training. And we've got to try our best not to put him back into the team too early need to have some weeks now with him training building up his fitness uh, building up his strength and Paul needs to uh, do extra work in the gym and he needs to do extra work just when he's at home and, and understand that his hamstrings are important and uh, he needs to, need to look after them I think Paul Smith we will see fingers crossed sometime before the end of uh, this month as we said it's Swindon next so that was Dave Victor talking to Joe Gallon. A bit of an update there on Paul Smith. Also said Cannon Riley is out until January. January. So hopefully, I mean, Paul Smith's going to, for me anyway, seem like a new signing in January because I ain't seen the guy really yeah, barring the first game of the season and little cameo appearances here and there. So he's going to feel like a new signing. So will Callum Riley. So we'll see what comes up. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it is a shame for them. We I know we keep mentioning them in a kind of negative way but it yeah like someone tweeted us last week they don't want to be injured they want to be yeah, fit they want to be playing something's not quite right there for them to I mean you'd argue that Paul Smith needs to stop doing the somersaults and, and that's probably the way he lands could easily put extra strain on his uh, calves quads glutes lower back and it just goes ping yeah. and then he, he runs and all of a sudden it's like sore again or whatever the feeling he gets and uh, Callum Riley's got an adductor, a groin issue. So um, something's not been right in the way that they've been treated or, or their injuries yeah. have been treated. Something's obviously for it to keep reoccurring like that. But we thought that was worth playing just to give an update because people keep despairing, like no Smith shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there, there, there is some uh, something going on there and they're looking into it. And I, I, I think that's right. I think often he has been rushed back. Um, to get into the squad, he is good. He probably wants to be involved. You yeah, ask course. him if he wants to be involved or not, he's going to say yeah. He doesn't want to be sitting in Figo on a Saturday afternoon, does he? Not all day, not all <laughs> not all day. Um, so yeah, so that's um, no, that that's good insight uh, from Joe there. So my views, just keep it a little bit short this week. Tranmere weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. They hadn't conceded many goals this season. Um, so they weren't going to be a pushover, but this game was more like a training ground mm. match. They didn't seem to really get going, and crucially, we capitalised on that, and despite the first half lacking a lot of quality, we went in at half-time with a two-goal lead, and we're looking pretty comfortable, so it's good yeah. that we were now keeping our high standards, making them look even worse, and pulling two goals out. So uh, that's great. Moved the ball really well at times, pressed really hard. We were... We were going at them, even when they made a few. They made two changes at half time, two changes yeah. about ten minutes in, fifteen minutes in. That seemed to galvanise them. They seemed to have a lot more energy about them with these four new players. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, hold on a minute, the game could turn here, but it it never did. It kind of petered out, and we just pressed and moved. Um, and and like you pulled up uh, earlier about Drin and making these runs out into the channels, losing his man. Yeah, our movement off the ball was absolutely superb. 
Clay did the defensive midfield role superbly. His tackle in the build-up to that goal was outstanding. So impressed with him this season. Uh, for, you know, considering we complained a lot last season about him, you know he deserves the praise this season. Smith's first goal uh, was brilliant from Kiprianu. Uh, that pass. Um, and his last goal was the great was great anticipation and determination to because he slid in for that. That wasn't a tap in. Yeah, he yeah, slid yeah. to make that. So so that's great. And the Tramway defence, just like you said, Peter Clark just couldn't deal with him. Weren't having it. That number four as well. Uh, weren't liking him. All in all, a great game. Big scoreline. But most importantly, we're in the hat for the third round Monday night. Yeah, we certainly are. All fifty two, I believe we are. We are. Well done. Yeah, fifty two. So yeah, I thought that was a really enjoyable game actually. Once we scored the first, it was a question of how many we would get. And at home, we've been treated to some amazing yeah. uh, performances this season. And it's only like the beginning of December, but four past. Tran me yesterday we spanked Hartlepool spanked Sutton Oldham Oldham Exeter but three pass we put up some decent volume of goals against some decent teams I mean arguably I don't know if it was Tran first choice defence but they that was like the leanest defence in League 2 yesterday we put four past them and made yeah. it easy comfortably so, yeah comfortably mm-hmm. so home form has is, is been amazing Tran were poor but I think they were poor because we were so good at the same time. Agree. It wasn't yeah. they were just poor and we were okay. We were very good at the same time. Some of the movement was brilliant all around the pitch. Good passing, patient build-up, keeping the ball. Love to see it. Harry Smith, I think we've already kind of complimented him, but it took both both his goals very well. How many times do we normally strikers get through one-on-one and fluff their lines? Yeah, and he, more. He just took it first time. Beautiful finish for his first. Done yeah. one for the second. Kiprianu, I think we've mentioned him, played really well two assists yesterday getting forward getting himself into those positions I think the only negative that you could say is Craig Clay is on s- such a good level of form at the moment probably in the best form of his own career I would say given that this is League 2 level and he's been outstanding for the last month or two could be a massive miss if he's going to be out for a couple of weeks I think we missed him at Northampton two weeks ago Mm. Um, and I've missed him when he's not been in the team so two big fixtures coming up that we'll come on to he could be a big miss if he's if he's injured so that's the only negative but into the third round now anything can happen once you're in the hat for the third round look forward to Monday and hopefully continue our strong form going into the week absolutely nice well now would you rather have or who would you like to have next round of the FA Cup <sighs> bearing in mind my thought process is if you have a big team you're going to go out, so you're not really going to get that extra money. I wouldn't There's mind. No journey. I think the dream scenario is you get like a Chelsea or Tottenham at home. You take them to a replay, and you, like like what we've done to Arsenal. Arsenal, you get a big team yeah. at home. You have to draw against someone that you should really never draw against, and you get to go to a Premier League stadium. Yeah, lose the game, but get a shed load of money to get on TV for a replay, and have a great day out. Yeah. So yeah, ultimately Chelsea or Tottenham, just because of family connections at home. Hold him to a draw, go away, have a great day, see us lose. Yeah, but, but if if but, not, would you rather have then a a, a low ranked uh, side then just to get through to the next round? Nah, because we'll probably get beat by a low ranked team. It wouldn't surprise me if we end up drawing someone like Shrewsbury away or Plymouth away. Yeah, it's got Plymouth written all over. Plymouth, it, isn't it? Plymouth won today two one. They were on TV against Rochdale today for some reason. It'd be someone like that or Chesterfield away, and go out. You'd be like. No, I'm not interested. Third round, just give us a big team. Let's go. Right, okay. Let's bring them to Brisbane Road. What yeah. about you? No, I, I'm I'm more inclined to go for a lower ranked side. Beat. I don't think we're going to have a, a, a repeat of the uh, the jam 
the jam uh, match Malden and Tiptree. Uh, like I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think that's going to happen again. Don't so I'd, I'd quite like uh, to get to sort of fourth or fifth, get that extra cut money that you get from those extra rounds. And then, like we had Arsenal in the fifth round that time, I think it was fifth round. Yeah, because we played them in February. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, and, and have that and then that replay then. So our journey goes on. Um, it, yeah, it, it, because it's unlike because it's not happened in several years. So I'd actually just quite like a slightly longer out, extended run uh, in there. That's my only thinking. If someone had a magic wand and said you can beat any Premier League team away, said you know beat any Premier yeah, yeah, League team. team. Oh, it's gonna. I'd be... go West Ham. I'd just go West Ham. Just let's put one over West Ham Olympic Stadium. Go right there. You go. Would you? Yeah, because never done like never done mm. been there before. I've done that, but inarguably. I've never been to Anfield to watch Leighton Orient. Correct. Or Old Trafford, or the Emirates, or Stamford Bridge, or, or Tottenham, Etihad, or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or like most of like the big Premier League clubs. Yeah, but it's exciting though, isn't it? Like, we'll, we'll, every Orient fan will be tuned in to BBC One when that draw's made, fingers crossed, sitting in front of that TV screen, yeah. hoping for like a big club. Big club, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, that's our wishful thinking over and done with. We had a lot of feedback in uh, about this one as well. And just because we read these tweets, it doesn't mean that we necessarily agree with them. Ross McCaff kicks it off this week. He said uh, on this game, sorry, when the 3-5-2 works, it really works. Not a foot wrong today. Really impressed with Ogie too. He looked a cut above on the ball. Premier League team at home next, please. Yeah, reckon blew up. So it looks like we've saved the shooting that we missed in the last two <laughs> weeks for today. Good to see us win convincingly. And shame we couldn't get a few of those goals last week. LOFC underscore Ed said, the game itself was a bit dull in truth. Still, I'm not complaining. It was a solid, if unspectacular, performance, helped by how poor Tranmer were. That's a fair comment. Uh, we were good in midfield, and it really showed how much we missed Clay last week. Good points there from our South Stand chum. Ed, Graham G, 1484-3952. So here's a preferential thought for the third round draw. Liverpool away, haven't played them since 1962-63. Or Man City, haven't played them since 1965-66. Man United away, haven't played them since 74 Good knowledge. None of those games are in our our lifetime, so yeah, Yeah. it'd be amazing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Dan Alton, 2590, says, Surprisingly easy, very good performance. As far as our goals are concerned, it's seemingly either feast or famine with us. That's that's a fair comment. Uh, but But Craig Clay potentially being injured again could be a massive blow, especially with the best away team in the country right now in town on Tuesday. It's going to be a hell of a match. We'll have to come on to that shortly. Len and Forst. We were first to every ball and clinical when given opportunities. Tran were awful, but you can only beat what's in front of you and we did that very well. Yeah, Lawmat 59 said, brilliant team performance. Ogie had a lot of the ball and did really well. Drynan worked so hard with and without the ball. Bring on round three. That's very true. He does do a yeah. lot of running. Very Macabonesque. Yeah. Very Macabonesque. Yeah. Good point there. Pandemonium, 1881. So couldn't believe how poor Tranmere were. Looked an absolute nothing game for 20 to 25 minutes. And then we livened up, took the game to them, knocked the ball around well whilst running the lion's share of the midfield battle and were our usual clinical selves in our own backyard. Round three. Yum, yum. Gould Howard said, Tranmere were very disappointed, but the players did their jobs to a man. Clay showing just how important he is to the team. Confused as to why Sarge was on the bench, but a question for another time. Hopefully, a nice draw on Monday. Boats, it's great to be back in the third round of the FA Cup. What a win. Another great win at home. We do love scoring at home, and hopefully we can get a nice tie. Selected for TV, 
which will help bring in extra revenue for yeah. our great club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Steve Chaplin, four, gets the penultimate word. He says, Tranmere were toothless with one shot on target coming near the end. We still managed to score four goals against the team with the joint best defensive record in the division. I thought Craig Clay was superb and hope his injury isn't too serious as we were much better with him in the team. Yeah, and the final word this week goes to the legend that is MS Orient, Mr Schaffer. <laughs> says, yes again, this Orient side doesn't have to get out of first gear been a stroll in the park versus a really poor Tranmere Rovers side. Very professional performance in the 10 this afternoon. Well done to all involved. Yeah, good Great. to see also Josh and Dave Coulson came back to yes. to, to watch Orient, where they could have gone to Cambridge. Yeah, uh, I, I never met Josh, I've never met Josh before, so he was like, oh, hi, I'm Josh. I'm like, I know who you are, mate, don't worry. Oh, but yeah, great polite to meet him. Yeah, very polite. Not just to be yeah, arrogant yeah, yeah, to say, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know who I am. No, there's... Uh, I was surprised to see him, actually. I just pres- presumed he would be... Southend, but they obviously didn't have a game. He's injured. Yeah, nice to meet Dave Coulson uh, as well. I never met him before. Glad yeah. he enjoyed Bad Manners um, Thursday night. I Thursday. think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good and to see he... Barry Twin as well. Hope you enjoyed Michael Bolton. <laughs> Did he go? Yeah. Oh, ledge. Um, also saw Colin West. Uh, outside the ticket office as well, he looks like a really young man, and I made him feel a little bit old by saying you were the first player that I watched, the first striker <laughs> that I watched all those years ago. Man, so, that's a compliment. Yeah, absolute compliment. So sorry, Colin. If even if you listen, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so no, it's good to see some some XOs coming back. That's still we've still got that kind of affinity. Yeah. With former with former players. So uh, let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out. You can let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can send us an email. We're orientoutlook at outlook.com. We're on Facebook. Just search for Orient Outlook Podcast. And we're also on um, Instagram, which is orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. Yeah, so Carol Langley, Flores Prediction League update. So we had two correct predictions for this one. First up, LOFC Chaz. Gets five points. Obviously, when you win 4 0, there's some big points up for, for getting Congrats, all four yeah. scorers. So he gets five points. He's got two correct scorers. Well done to Elliot JHP, who got six points. He predicted 4 0, and he had three correct scorers where he put Smith for a double and Drynan for a double. So he gets three points for getting yeah. that. So well done. Just worth saying, Elliot will now go into yeah. the draw for the December. Yeah, well done, Elliot. So that means the top of the prediction league is unchanged. 18 points, top of the league is Nino underscore Barone. 16 points is Leighton Ori and Parksy 1881 with LOFC Teresa. Uh, nice to see you again, Teresa. Yeah. So yesterday in the South Stand, she's third on 12 points. So thanks to everyone for all of their predictions. There's two games to play for this week, so some big points to mm. to win if you can get your predictions right this week. A few 3 nils, I think, wasn't there? There was, yeah. yeah. It could be very different from Parks, the 18-81, if it finished 3-0, but it didn't. Harry Smith scored a fourth, so on to, on to the next week. Yeah, That's right. Thanks to everyone who takes the time to send their prediction in. So then, let's move on then to Sunday, the 5th of December. Today, as we record this, the club revealed its nominations for the November Player of the Month Award, and they are as follows. Uh, Craig Clay, Aaron Drynan, Tom James, and Harry Smith. Yeah, so a bit of a different process for this one. You go and vote on the club's website via Google Form. You got until Monday midday tomorrow, so not long left, I think... Any of them can go and win that. Um, I think Craig Clay's going to win that. To be honest, I think given what I think given what um, the tweets are coming out, I think Craig Clay wins that. What about you? Um, it's it's such a they're all in their own right. They all deserve that nomination. Um, I think for me, because of his impact, 
uh, and what he's been able to do and, and the rocket that he's scored as well, Craig, it's got to be Craig Clay for me. Yeah, I, I, I think he just edges it by a couple of percent. Not to say that Aaron um, and and Harry's goals mean uh, you know yeah. uh, don't mean as much or, or, or what Tom's done oh, yeah. from a right back position. I think just for me, um, Craig Clay. Okay, would just yeah. edge it. I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's nice to have these kind of nominees where it can be anyone out of the four, and you'd be happy. Also, as we've been recording, the club have revealed their goal of the month nominations. For November, there's only going to be one winner of this one. So, nominated Aaron Drynan versus Ebbsfleet United. Good goal, tight angle. That was in the FA Cup first round. Took that one well. Craig Clay against Rochdale, which was a good goal. Took it beautifully. Any other month, he wins that, but he's not going to win that. Nomination C, which will win it, is Harry Smith against Sutton United from the volley outside the box. That will surely win the goal of the month, if not goal of the season. And finally, Aaron Drynan against Scunthorpe United, which was a lovely worked team goal um, on a cold hobble night where we drew one all. There can only be one winner out of that, right? Harry Smith against Sutton. Won't be any other, other goal, will it? You're probably right there. I You're think probably I, right. And Aaron, Aaron Drinnan um, has, um, in his own right, got 50% of a chance because you know, he's got two op- options yeah, in yeah. there. So, yeah, difficult one, that one. Um, but I think... Well, difficult one for him. He's got two goals out of the four, and it's going to be Harry Smith. It's going to be Harry Smith. It really Smith, is. Not yeah. that we're trying to influence the vote. <laughs> vote Harry Smith. No, it will be Harry. So, with 53 minutes gone, let's wrap this bad boy up then. Yes, Danny, just for you, Danny Macklin, keeping it <laughs> under the hour. So, fantasy football update then. Hope you're not puffing too hard there, Danny. Just come to the your run. Jack Merritt is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League. He's got 1,033 points. He's six points ahead of Stuart Coleman in second place. I've had a rubbish week. I'm in 221st place out of 315 players as it stands. So that leaves us then to do the positives and negatives yeah. uh, of this week. I'll kick off the positives. We're into the third round yes, of the FA finally. Cup. So that's that's great. I yeah. think only for like the second time since we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's bloody right. hell. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, according to Dave, was 2014. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two decent performances this week, especially against Tranmere. Yeah. Arguably, I know we we went out of the the cup in the week, but it was still a good performance from some of the players, yeah. from all the players there. And Reese Byrne has kept four clean sheets in the four cup games that he's played. Very, and that is no mean feat. So well done to nineteen year old Reese Byrne. Yeah, two negatives this week. First up is injuries. So hopefully Craig Clay will be okay for the upcoming week. But obviously Craig Clay went off yesterday. Paul Smith, as we heard from. Uh, Joe Gallon and also Callum Riley, so could be three big players mm. out. So hopefully they'll be back sooner rather than later. Second negative, and some people might not even take this as a negative. <coughs> we're out of the EFL Papa John's Trophy. So for those yeah. who are all about the boycott, it won't make a difference to them. So three positives, two negatives, fairly balanced, and we move on into the Carol Angley Flores two of the week. Yeah, so we took this to Twitter this week, and we put four nominees. They were Omar Beckles, Aaron Drinnan. Hector Kiprianu and Harry Smith. And a bit of a surprise for us, a pleasant surprise for us because we thought Harry Smith was going to win this. But with 40% of the vote... Uh, yeah, so 40% of the vote. It was quite close between first and second. The winner took 40%. One and second took 35%. So Harry Smith came second, meaning the winner of Hero of the Week is Hector Kiprianu. Yeah, so well, well done, Hector. Yeah. When the votes first started coming, so like the first 30 or 40 votes... Smith was like well ahead, mm. so we I 
just presume that Smith would win it. But yeah. it turned during the end of last night and this morning, and Kipriano has only gone and snuck it in there. So yeah. well done to Hector Kipriano. Worth mentioning, Craig Clay. I think a few people said should have been Craig, and we thought about <coughs> it, but because he went off like on the fifty-fifth minute mark, we yeah. thought he didn't qualify in mm. our eyes for well, a while. There, there were others that were yeah, on the pitch absolutely. Us, and so. Reese Byrne almost got into the nominations, kept the clean sheet, and like Paul said, four out of four clean sheets in the EFL trophy. It's a shame there aren't more spots in that Twitter yeah. poll. But out, Omar Beckles kept a clean sheet. And scored. He scored a goal, so he deservedly uh, was in there as well. So let's move on then. Next week's fixtures. It's a big week coming up as the o, uh, for the O's, uh, as we have two games this week, as we've mentioned before. Six points in total up for grabs, obviously. First up, very tough test with Swindon Town coming to London. Visiting us on the 7th of December, this this coming Tuesday. Uh, they're currently fourth in League Two. They're five points ahead of the O's. They beat Walsall away 2-1 in the FA Cup at the weekend. In their last five league games, they've won three, drawn one and lost one. So they're not going to be a pushover. And they only put that team together over yeah. the course of the summer following a new owner takeover. I think a few people thought they would struggle coming Correct. down, but they've, they've had a fantastic start to the season. They are. Ben Chorley, yeah. yeah, director of football. Yeah, doing, doing very right well. There. Must be. They'll bring a few as well. They'll bring quite a few on Tuesday. No they always travel no doubt. Travel well. And then after that, on Saturday, the 11th of December, we've got Crawley Town at Brisbane Road. Been a bit of a bogey team at Brisbane Road, Crawley Town, last couple of years. So Crawley yeah. Town, they're 19th in League Two. They had a week off this weekend. They got knocked out of the FA Cup in the first round. Last five league form, they've only won one, drawn one, lost three. I've got to be honest. Three on the bounce. It's a good actually. time to play them as yeah. well. Although Glenn Morris seems to be excelling. Every Quest highlights, Glenn Morris makes about five amazing saves before yeah. he concedes one near the end. Good goalkeeper. Yeah, cats. very good. The Cats. The cats. <laughs> Other dates for your diary this week are the FA Cup third round draw is Monday the 6th of December. Yes. And as we previously mentioned at the start of the podcast, the Loft AGM is on Wednesday the 8th of December. And the fans' forum for the club is on Thursday, the 9th of December. Both of those um, are virtually, so you don't have to leave your home. Yeah, absolutely. So don't forget, then, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AHF Plastering on Facebook, or on Twitter, or on Instagram, or Big Ads LFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Yeah, so that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 267. It was a busy week for the O's with two home fixtures in cup competition. So it's four fixtures yeah. in two weeks and all four of them are at home. Brilliant. On well, Tuesday- brilliant for us. Not safe for the missus, but great for us. <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> on Tuesday, we saw a decent performance from a mixture of youth and experience against an MK Don side in the second round of the EFL Papa John's Trophy. And with luck not on our side, we were eliminated on penalties, which was followed up with another strong performance on Saturday as the O's were on fire, smashing four past Tranmere Rovers to progress into the third round of the FA Cup to leave us all dreaming of a big, big team in the draw on Monday yeah so this week another big week for the O's like we said two home league fixtures six points for grabs and if we can win both it'll be a real sign of attempt from Kenny Jackett's red and white army if we win both we'll be well up in the playoff areas hopefully this time next week we'll be talking all about another two good home performances and more goals 
and wins for the O. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the pod a review. We had one, I think, this week on Thank iTunes. You. No review, but a rating. So it's 94 now on oh, iTunes. Six people, please, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Just to 100. It'd be lovely be great. Christmas present for yourself, Dan Chums, if we can get to 100. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher, give us a follow. And that way the pod gets uploaded to your podcast as soon as they are available. We are also on all smart speakers. So we're on Lexus, Echoes, any kind of device you have. You can also listen to the pod on FanHub as well if you're on that platform. And if you have an older relative or a loved one or an orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone and download it for them. Don't forget to pass the pod. We are sold out now of Orient mugs. So if anyone's thinking, oh, I'll get an Orient out of the podcast mug for Christmas or Hanukkah, A, Hanukkah's finished, so you're late. And B, no more mugs are available. They're all gone. Sold out. That is it, in yeah. In the archives, yeah. So we'll be back then with episode 268 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week. And listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. <laughs>